Great Singers of Opera podcast, your in-depth resource into the world of opera and its vast experts, featuring vocal specialist Max Schau. Hey everybody, thanks again for checking us out. This week's episode is our first masterclass featuring the studio of Miss Carol Vaness at Indiana University. If you haven't yet, check out the interview with Miss Vaness that aired a few weeks ago. I love being able to present episodes like this as it gives you a great way to hear what different kinds of corrections do to the voice and what helps create better vocalism. And I will list the performers in the comments of this episode. Thanks again and enjoy. Thank you. 
ease, beautiful love, all this great stuff. So, but yes, it's good to have to have both. And one thing, um, some of the diphthongs that you have, like troint, where where there's two vowel sounds in there. I feel like you went to the second one too fast, too fast just on a couple. Most of them were so freaking good. And there were just a couple that were weird. Troink was one that stuck out. But um, because the other ones were perfect, made, made it seem like that. But it was really, some really fine singing. Like really great singing. Yeah, I thought your overall dramatic and musical sort of art of this piece was so professional. And I'm just curious, how did you, pre how did you prep that? What did you do? That, that was the first time I'm actually singing Troink. Wow. Yeah. It's One of Piotr's suggestions and Kara's truth this piece. So, yeah, it just has a lot of. I think anytime I put any kind of personal background to whatever I sing. So, what did you do differently than. How did you approach this differently than you've approached other things? Because um, uh, one of the things that I can say is um, when he says, I follow the beauty of this profession and I'm so far from home. I've also never heard anybody explain it that way. The, the piece, it never explained it that way. And it makes it, it totally a different meaning. How many times have we heard this piece? It's like the baritone national anthem. And never heard it. <laughs> well, it's very. I've never heard it explained that way and I've never heard it sung. I think it's the first time that, like, after years of performing, that he stops and he says, okay, I got to this point, I, like, I gave up love and technically everything that most of people want. That woman begged me, stay. And I had, and when he says, and the brilliant, uh, from my flourish, like, land, I left everything. So technically back home, everything was great. He had someone he loved and all that, and but he likes the feeling of performing, all the luxury and all the, everything that we know. Clapping, yeah, performer. And I think it's a very crazy way of showing, talking about the performing, like perform more life, how it can be. You know, it's just almost thing about ourselves. Just be careful when playing with the method. Oh yeah. Because it can get you. Just be careful. I thought it was very beautiful. And I think it's really great that this class can be so comfortable that you can talk about things like that. I'm very proud of all of you guys. I think you're a great group. Well done.
takes off her cloak and you see that she has white hair and she used to be the most beautiful woman anywhere and now she is a penniless beggar and she in the in the it's a real story and she died in a mine shack on top of the Nash's mine which is where he made his first fortune holding on to his watch which was priceless had she sold it she could have lived comfortably to the end of her days Thank you.
awesome. I don't know why people don't see that more often. Is it hard? It's really hard. It's okay. the heaviest thing in the whole roll, too. Yeah. Well, I could tell it was. I mean, I could tell it was a big thing. I mean, um, but it was really beautiful. And I could understand most of what you were saying, except for like the super high stuff. But I'm not going to understand that either way. So I mean, that's not really. I don't think very possible. So, um, but that was really, really beautiful. And your floated stuff at the end was was pretty, pretty good. Um, just really, you know, this, you said this was really brand new? Yeah, first performance. First performance of it. Really, really nice. Just really, for those floats, just really find that spot and mm -hmm. really keep feeding it. Your second one was a little better than the first mm -hmm. one. Yeah, just, sorry, I'm being a little... No, I, I completely agree. Yeah, um, a little <laughs> yeah, it was a little flutterier <laughs> than I think you would have liked it to be, but it was... Yes. It was, it was just gorgeous, and yeah, we should be really, really proud of that. And anyone else? Yes, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I thought Pharrell was super beautiful with sound. Um, I think what you described before you sang was incredibly sad, mm -hmm. and I guess I didn't get as much sadness from your performance mm -hmm. as I would have thought. Um, and maybe it's just because, like you said, it's difficult and all that. But I guess moving forward, you know, think about that because I think it would be so captivating if, if we can really see it. In your, yeah. yeah. Okay. Start. And I think going along with that too, like we need to see some of the passion she feels for Horace. Like okay. he's in her arms, and the fact that she's willing to literally like hold on to the watch and like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like at, at times, like I think. It, it can be worked in to go along with it, and yeah. that'll make it really poignant, the fact mm -hmm. that like she is willing to just die and not even cash it in the watch, but like, could save her life, because right. that's his. Right. Okay. Anybody else? Yes. I was just going to say, uh, I didn't realize that she you, she ages through the art, like, with all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I w kind of wanted more of it. Maybe it's because it's something I just found out and it intrigues me. Mm -hmm. But I think that's something you can play with because this is the only RA you get to play Baby Doe's age and right. like a real, the, the wisdom that she has or the, mm -hmm. call it stubborn if you want to, but you, you have a chance to do something different that nobody else in the audition is gonna do. A, because no one's gonna sing Zarya and they can't make her older in the freaking Willow song, you know? Right. So I think you have something to your advantage here. So I would just play with it more. And with the float, I, there's something about it that I don't understand and I'd like to understand better. It's, it feels like when sometimes when she floats, something it gets taken away that I miss in it, yeah. but I don't know what, and I don't know how it's supposed to be. Core. Core. Yeah. It's okay. the core of the sound. So she, she basically is pulling back too, too far. far. Okay. One of the things to know about when any of us perform things for the first time, we tend to give too much. And in the, I mean, I thought your plan was great, and I thought you certainly <laughs> adhered to it as much as possible. But when something like this sits in the area of where it does, which is E natural, D, that kind of area, it's, it's you just have got to watch how much you give from beginning to end. Because if you don't, I mean, I could see this shaking, I could see this shaking, okay. and what I wanted to see was that. Mm -hmm. I want you to be strong enough. You're a giver. You give 145%. In the business, you should give 80%. Give no more than that, and your voice, you'll take care of your voice. No one can give you your voice back when it's gone. So you really need to take care of yourself. And that means, you know, learning how to plan an aria, learning how to plan a duet. How much can I really give here? Should I make the vowel brighter with that help? You know, it, it depended on which, what she was doing. In um, the lesson where you sang, the very last float, um, she didn't start it as straight as you did this time. So, and the straight tone, if you, Keep it straight and then try to add vibrato and then you hold it straight and then, I mean, it's just, it's a little funny to play with, especially yeah. when you told us you were tired. Yeah. But uh, one thing I also want to say, 
for you is I want you to have think of these classes or anything like this as a chance to, um, to prepare your audience. You know, before you, so if you make a big joke and then a sad aria comes, we're, it takes us a while to get over that. And we could have you right, and you could have us right there by staying focused, to keep your focus. Now, many people can talk and laugh and joke on the stage and blah, 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 but I found that to actually really give a great performance, I had to stay focused on what my plan was and pay attention to that seven-layer cake of singing. Mm -hmm. What's with the dress? What's with my What's with my job? What happened now? That's not a good ah, blah, blah. You know, all those crazy things that you think of in your head. But they're, you know, they really are part of what you should think about, just not all the time. So, so anyway, that's just what I want to say. I think it's going to be really exciting to hear this once it's once it's more settled, like in your body, mm -hmm. because then the flow, I doubt, will be a problem. Like, will even be like a question. Yeah. Once it's in your body. I really loved the joy that you had. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, it kind of it gets like folky a little bit in there. Like, I really yeah. really loved that and. Billy, you were talking about showing the wisdom and the age. Um, but don't, yeah, maybe don't sacrifice that. No, but I think the joy comes from the wisdom and mm -hmm. the age. Right. I think that's where that comes from. Right. Is that, you know, that's where, you know, as you get older, you find joy in different things. Mm -hmm. And and as you get older, you know that it's better to have loved than love. Yeah. Than love, than love. Like all that kind of stuff. I think that's that joy comes from, yes, that he's gone, but yes, you've loved this man and you've had this great love. And I think that clearly that pouring, that outpouring of sadness, but clearly that outpouring of joy was just, oh, it was massive, and it was just a wash over everybody. And I, I, I think to get in that, obviously that initial, somebody just died on you, right. but also don't, don't lose that, just. Okay. That now, just I think you can have wash of you. I think you can so have wonderful. both, with the color of the vowel. Oh. You know, there's also there's so many things you can do with it that you know. That's why you're all in school, so you should read, read, read all the different ways. Study your attitudes. <laughs> Anybody else? Yes, Marlon. I think just like as a rule of thumb, always thinking about what the piano's doing, and then almost a. I think with this it would be kind of cool to oppose that in your head at least, and just think line, 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 and almost. Yeah. Maybe more tender, and I mean that has nothing to do with the emotions. It's just right. you know, yeah. singing, but I think that that might help you stay your breath, stay calm. Because I know when I have like exciting music coming, I just want to like go. And I think with this, to make it to the finish line, maybe thinking, okay, uh, yeah. you know, settle, beginning to end, and and then the exciting moments as they're written will mm -hmm. just flourish on their own. Okay. You don't have to drive them. Yeah. You just kind of ride the wave. Yes, if you think about it, actually starting this aria, you know, when you're in this kind of situation, when she sings it is at the end of having sung four arias. This is the fourth one. So she's actually, and this is, that that note is the last note in the piece. Can we hear some of it again? Like, maybe not the whole thing, but just some of it? Why not? You can say no. Yes, let's do some it again. again. Just okay. to see, see what the second time you've ever sang it sounds like. Right. Yeah. Because you know? okay. I think you're different. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> can I just uh, just going along with what Marlene like said? The only thing for me was very good. Everyone else just said like what I thought, mm -hmm. but sometimes I felt like almost like pa 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 pa. Yeah. So mm -hmm. just thinking about the line, I think it's gonna be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Use your lower body.
<laughs> if it felt easy, that's good. It did. Good. It felt too easy. No, that's, that's a good thing. Uh, it, it was ever so slightly defiant when you put your uh, hands in your pocket and left mm -hmm. them there. <laughs> <laughs> the Texas Center. Yeah. Texas Center came out. Yes. I feel like you're doing this in an audition. In, mm -hmm. in an audition setting, right? Mm -hmm. So nobody on the panel is going to hear like this except for you probably. But mm -hmm. uh, one thing that I feel like would be great to show them is how effortless this will be because if you were to do the role, you'll probably be so tired by this point. And right. so one thing, like if they hear you pushing, they'll be like, oh no, she's going to be dead. Yes. You know, how can we get her through three other arias? So if you can show them that you can sing this as effortlessly as possible, then they will think like, oh gosh, well then these other three things are going to be a piece of cake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because uh, this isn't a, this isn't like a virtuosic bell concho kind of art. This isn't acting. You really want to think about it, right? Because, mm -hmm. and when I mentioned the words, it wasn't because I really cared about your diction. It's because when you got specific with the words, you pulled back in your volume and you were more specific with your breath mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It was your what you want from this aria is not big, huge, loud, high notes because the way it's written, they're going to be big when they need to be big because that's right. how loud they're going to be when they're that high, right? You know, that's mm -hmm. just the way they're going to come out. Mm -hmm. So, this is meant. I, I think definitely because what you see a character age on stage is obviously meant to tell a story. Right. So if you bring this into an audition, you're saying, I'm a phenomenal actress, watch it. Mm -hmm. That's what you're saying with this. You're not saying, look at me sing ease. Like you're not saying, hey, look at me singing about the Sajo. Truly, you know, all I hear from everybody is, oh, I watch you on uh, YouTube, it looks so easy, it looks so easy, it looks so easy. Well, clearly it's not easy. I, on purpose, I'm making that. And then, thus for me, I don't have as much fun. It's not as much fun as going out and really yelling your guts through it. Yes. And I think that part of that is making the singing easy gives you the freedom to energize the words. Because I don't, I don't think you should ever, you know, as singers, we should confuse making the singing easy with. Losing the expression. I mean, some of those words are really, that's some strong stuff right there. Mm -hmm. And so once you make the singing easy and you just blossom into the high notes and everything, then you can add back the, you know, the full and tug of the language. I mean, and that's where that's, yeah, that's where the acting works. comes through in your singing. It's really your word expression and just, it's English. So you can do so much more. You can do so many more things you have no idea yet. Mm -hmm. But when things are easier so that you can play with them, mm -hmm. it's like you can create so many things and feelings and emotions in your audience. Mm -hmm. We don't get a yeah. lot. We get paid. Except <laughs> for here. Right? <laughs> but, but that's the point. You know, we get paid to be good enough to entertain. We are entertainers. <gasps> entertainers, that's what we are. Maybe highly artistic entertainers, and maybe sometimes just, you know, screamers. But if you come from here, you're going to end up singing easy. That's right, all I have to tell you. I, just to me, all of a sudden I started to see the picture of what you were saying. Before it was just like, Oh, that's a wonderful whatever note that right. is. And, and when she said, no, no, you're over singing, and really sort of like, it just, it allowed, I guess, me to be the one, like she was saying, who starts to have all the feelings mm -hmm. instead of going, oh, she's mad. Oh, she's mad. <laughs> oh you know. Right. And I think that that's, that's obviously what you want. Mm -hmm. And that having that kind of power, I think, in a certain way is what you really are. When you're trying to give all of those emotions yourself, right. you're really wanting. That's the other the goal that you're trying to get to. It's funny because when last I asked you to, okay, I can't understand that part, and then you start like pronouncing better, the, the diction was much better. It's funny because I thought, okay, now it's so high that whenever she, she tries to pronounce, it's going to be uh, more like, difficult. And for me, it sounded, it looked easier. The sound was so much more like consistent. And not just with beautiful sounds, now there was a message. 
along with the sounds. So it was pretty, pretty great. Well, I was just going to say, like, kind of going back to what Leslie and Marcus were saying, like, ultimately, like, we're just vessels for, like, this music and the art that's, like, meant to be out in the world, you know? And so us doing our job isn't necessarily to, like, sing our guts out. If that's what it takes, then that's, but, like, what he was saying, like, how you made him feel something, I mean, that's pretty much, like, the ultimate goal is to come in here and communicate so well that your audience feels things and like it makes them want to cover up in a blanket or transports them to like some other memory of their life or makes them forget that they have problems you know and so i think if you can do that like just in a studio class like on your first performance day and if it's easy for you then like that's amazing you know and i think we kind of forget that because we're just nose to the ground, like, gotta, like, breathe right, gotta sing right, placement, bells, but ultimately, like, it's so much more than that, so. Good job.
and just okay, so maybe that one. No, no, it's anyway. Yeah, and all the time like just before singing the high notes you're kind of showing us that you're gonna sing the high note and that's basically all that and I don't know, maybe I felt that you were very almost like buried inside the piano, so close, maybe you just yeah, like I would feel more comfortable as a performer, you know. I just don't know what you were feeling and all the hands that you were saying. Thank you. Yes. I thought it was very beautiful, but I was slightly confused by the facial expressions because she's kind of saying, "Well, you don't love me anymore. I'd, I'd like to die now," and it was kind of happy. Um, I was kind of getting it. Maybe it's the high cheekbones, I, you know. But I feel like if you have more of a more sadness to your facial expressions, I think that would change. Yeah. Yes. I haven't been in studio class in so long, so I've missed every performance that you've done in here. So this is my first time hearing you, and I was really. I thought it was a beautiful sound, a beautiful voice. I loved your face, uh, even though it was kind of happy sometimes. It was so really nice to look at. And um, I, what I really appreciated about your voice is every note had spin. It was all, like everything had, you know, had this forward motion of always going somewhere. It never once just like sat to me. It always was going somewhere. And maybe that's why it made it so easy to listen to you. But I really appreciate it. I found it really lovely. So congratulations. It's a beautiful voice. I'd like it. I would have it. Like this Any one. thoughts of what she can do now? She does have a beautiful, beautiful voice. Yes, Helen. Yeah, maybe in terms of um, someone was giving me advice on singing this aria. I have to think of it as a duet with Tamina, but Tamina was passive the whole time. So you have to be thinking about maybe how he's reacting to you. And maybe that can give you some sort of, um, I loved your forward motion. Like, Spin. Yeah, you totally had that, but I think dramatically maybe it's like a little bit more than that. So yes. He's there, right? Yeah, he's yeah, not there. He's but, but he won't speak. He's not giving you ideas. She's singing to his back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically, anywhere he tries to get away from her, right. but without running away. And that's one of the things that has to be quite frustrating for you. Well, so I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear you do just a little bit of it again and start it and read. Remember that you need to keep your tone, tone warm. It's, I appreciate this, but this really does look like you're happy uh -huh. all the time. So maybe you should try not to be so happy. Okay. okay. Picture of Tamino's back. Put him right in front of you, and you're not allowed to touch him. Okay? You're, you can only communicate with him by what comes out of your mouth, the words. Not with your hands, not with your feet, not with your hair, nothing. Mm -hmm. Just what comes out from here to his bed.
editions. Um, I liked the ones where she reminded you to keep your hands down. I found those to actually be even more effective mm -hmm. than where you sort of, and I know I'm, I'm terrible <laughs> about the same thing, so um, for whatever reason, it, all of the energy that goes other places, when it's actually, you force yourself to stay still and just use your voice, it changes the, the colors that we get and the intention and, and the focus and it's really cool. Yes. So. Well, it was, uh, when she asked you not to use your arms, it was that when you did move, when you did take a step, you took a step with purpose. Like you had, it had a meaning. Whereas when you would just do this, you didn't do it for a reason, right? Yes. You were just like, oh, my arms are up like opera center arms. Right? Yeah. So when you did take a step, you wanted to take a step. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So that had a purpose. And that's why it was different as opposed to just having our arms up. And so that's why sometimes when we take away, it makes a big difference. When we take away all the extra. Yeah, can, I'm shocked that I could stay without my hands. It was yeah. the first time maybe. Yeah, but <laughs> did you feel how powerful you felt? Yes, it was easier to think also. Yeah, yeah, and you had you had your presence had a lot of, of power to it. You and and um, it was very, very nice. You it was in one of those where we wanted to look into you, where we were drawn into you. It was very nice. I really, really liked the angry one. Even though I felt you sang too hard, I felt that almost everything was in the right place. And the color was incredibly warm and rich, and I liked that was my personal favorite. Just be mad. This guy. One thing I was going to say, just like, this isn't about the attitude specifically, but just overall, is that like something that I think is so great about Mozart is he informs a lot of things within like the accompaniment. Mm -hmm. And I think like maybe take a closer look at some of the different like chord changes or like how he has orchestrated something. Because there's like one, especially in the, be in the beginning ish right before Nimmer Compt, mm -hmm. that's like a very stark difference. And I think if you either make that happen, like you've now had a thought that has created that, that's what that music is like accompanying, or has something happened on stage that that's like what happened and you're reacting to it. But making that decision, I think will add another extra dramatic layer that will be really helpful. And I really like that t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very cute. Your t-shirt. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Anything else, anyone? Okay, you've all been really excellent. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. We are always trying to bring you as many live performances as we can. Next time, we will continue our Indiana University Spotlight with an interview featuring Patricia Stiles. Please take a look at her bio on GraySingersOfOpera.com and follow the link to her recordings. They are all fantastic. Don't forget to subscribe, and we'll see you next time.